On the cover, Piro stands in an alleyway, looking outwards from the page, and just beginning to take the first hesitant steps back out into the city. Graffiti lines either wall. To the left, a mural of Jackie, Darren, and William, heads bowed. On the right, the Axiom suit, deconstructed and laid out as if it had recently been dissected. Behind Piro, a looming form stalks, long arms tipped in claws, poised to strike. Issue 38, Return. So welcome back to Apex City. I want to open up on William. So the shuttle ride back from the moon was pretty bumpy. And I want to ask you, where are you trying to land? Because you've got a couple of good options in Apex City. You've got, you know, Simone Park, which is big, and you could probably find an empty spot in. Uh, You could land outside town. But honestly, William being super confident after... uh you know, crashing a few times already. So I think he would probably attempt to land outside of town uh, in some sort of field or something else. Maybe, wait, who's driving? Me. You're driving. Oh, dear. Yeah, William William was piloting it when you left the moon, unless someone else has taken over controls, which I am perfectly okay with. All right. I was thinking Tony Rex Dakota's house with his wife. (laughs) You could you could suggest that on the way down. You've got time. I would like to suggest Tony Rex Dakota's. Is that outside of town? Yeah, he lives outside of town, like in he, a wooded he's, forest. He's in area. the suburbs, so I mean, there's there's enough space around his house that you probably could. Uh, let's say there is the suburbs. There's a soccer field or something nearby his house, then, or something to that effect. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I will attempt to land said shuttle gracefully over there. Okay. Will you need a roll? No, I'm not going to make your roll for that. <laughs> you've been through enough with this shuttlecraft. I do want to ask, though, just as an ask, you've never landed a shuttle before. How does this go wrong? To keep with the flavor, then, uh, there's going to be a massive skid mark down through the entire thing. The shuttle is unsalvageable at this point, and it's going to skid straight across the entire soccer field and stop with its nose right in the goal. And the windshield wipers, come on. <laughs> Why a space shuttle has windshield wipers, we will never know. <laughs> For space rain. <laughs> sure, why not? So yeah, you have not quite crashed, but definitely hard landed the shuttlecraft into a soccer field. It is at this point kind of middle of the night. So luckily there wasn't like a game going on or, you know, a lot of pedestrians around. How does the move look different now? It, it really doesn't. If you will remember, you were on the dark side of the moon, so you can't actually see where you were from here. I'm not arguing that you're right. <laughs> I just wanted something more with style. I don't. Sometimes uh, you'd have a big catastrophic battle on the moon and you don't get to see the direct aftermath, but you do hear sirens in the distance because you did just basically crash a, crash a space shuttle in a residential neighborhood. William, Darren, Jackie, are you going to stick around for this? I'm going to go with nope. (laughs) I believe we're going to flee directly over to Tony Rex Dakota's house, apparently. And Darren will show us the way? Yeah, that sounds fair, yeah. Uh, You you can definitely get there. It has been repaired since uh, the last time Darren was here. Man, Tony Rex Dakota's construction company 
<laughs> home repair company is really on point. He's got he's got insurance, and it's been a, <laughs> it's been a minute anyway. Now I do want to uh, briefly on the way there. So Jackie, you still have an AI in your head. That's right. Yes, and now that you're back on Earth and your Wi-Fi is starting to reconnect to things, TDOS is very interested and very quickly catching up on uh you know world news and what's happened at the time that she's been gone which was uh to be fair about 12 years and there's just a constant chatter in the back of your head oh did you know that this happened did you know that this happened there are so many new videos on the internet nsync broke up nsync got back together the backstreet boys are touring oh we have to go see them by the time you get to tony's house she has calmed down a little bit but she is still uh very interested in what's been going on so as you come up to the house tony is kind of out on the porch looking towards the soccer field where a spaceship just crashed and he is putting on his little flip-flops and his little cowboy hat kind of getting ready to go it looks like he's already gotten into his superhero suit flip-flops are a part of the battle suit yeah well he turns into a t-rex he can't wear regular shoes come on Right, they're disposable, like, $1 flip-flops that he wears around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that when he gets big, he doesn't destroy every pair of shoes he owns. And as the three of you are kind of, are you, like, walking? Are you running? Are you, what's what's the general mood here? I think we are limping there. That's fair. Tony uh, stands up and, like, adjusts his cowboy hat as the three of you come up. Hey, are you here to uh, check out that cra- What happened to your arm? What arm? And he looks at you like, you had an arm there, and it's... It'll grow back. It'll grow back. And he looks a little concerned. Yeah, okay, I was going to go check out this crashed spaceship. I don't worry about it. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's kind of my thing, right? Like, like spaceships crash in residential neighborhoods, and I'm the local superhero, so I kind of have to. No, it's, it's fine. I can personally attest there is no one on there. And he kind of looks at you. All right, I get I get the idea that you maybe have already checked this out. Uh, w- would you mind just filling me in, maybe? Or there's no story here. <laughs> I mean, the spaceship crashed, and things got off the spaceship, and things are walking towards your house right now. So these statements are not connected in any way. Okay, so let me let me see if I'm following here. You were in that spaceship when it crashed. Maybe we neither confirm nor deny this. Is your wife home? Uh, yeah. Do you want me to go? I mean, she's, she's, it's not really sleep, but she's recharging at the moment. I could, I could go interrupt that if you, if you need to talk to her. If you wouldn't mind interrupting her REM cycle or RAM cycle, I have some personal issues. I have diarrhea. (laughs) 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 I am going to need you to roll to persuade someone. Why are we going back to this? It worked really well last time. That is a great question, but you know what? But you know what? <laughs> to provoke. Pro- to provoke okay, two dice. I need you to roll to provoke someone. Six. I have guilty marked, so which is minus two to provoke. So I have a four. So Tony at this point definitely is, for lack of a better phrase, smells something fishy with your story. And really stops to take in the state of the three of you. Yeah, just just hang on for just a second. I'll, I'll be right back out. And and he leaves you on the porch and heads inside, assumedly to get Cole. What are the three of you up to on Tony Rex Dakota's porch? Are we going to come up with a story with how this all happened? 
we probably should, considering I think we broke a lot of laws doing what we did. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so what's a probable story for why we're on a spaceship? Specifically, like, a military spaceship, I might add. Secret military government spaceship. Okay, so I was in space, and you came to rescue me because of the playwright, right? So we know I was in space for that. You got the government to come... You, you hijacked, maybe you hijacked the shuttle to come rescue me, or maybe they just happened to be passing by and they picked me up, but then something happened and they all got sucked out, but we survived and we, we survived to tell their tale. I have no idea how the timeline works in this, but I'm pretty sure there was a space of like, after you came back, there was a few weeks. Yeah, it was at least a week or so. Okay, plan B, we were kidnapped by pirates. Space this, pirates. I sell this. Yeah, Space no, this, this is perfect. Yeah, this Space can't pirates. go wrong and I love it. So eventually, Tony comes back downstairs. And heads out onto the porch with his delightful nanomachine spaceship wife, Cole, who is lightly glowing, this silvery kind of sheen, and slightly fuzzy, like her constituent nanomachines are still kind of like coalescing back into a normal person form. And Tony looks over at her. Yeah, um, they were wanting to talk to- I, I gotta go check out a thing. I'm sure you've got everything in, in control here. And he kind of like, you know, gives her a little kiss on the cheek. and. She waves at him and he heads off towards the soccer field while Cole stands on the the porch with the three of you and uh, says, yes, what what can I help you with? I'm going to look at Darren. I've never met either of these people, <laughs> like officially. You've met Tony. Okay, I guess. Have you? I guess I've met Tony. Oh, no, you were just at the museum. You know, you did. Yeah, you, like went to, sh- you, you went in with Darren to the to the exhibit yeah that's right i i, I sort of yeah. met him but i don't know if we've been like officially but i haven't i've never met Cole, yeah i feel that we should be discussing the fact that there is a an ancient god living under the surface of the moon cole just kind of looks at you for a moment yeah, technically not on the surface subterranean like a termite cole has to take a moment to process i i'm sorry what there is a giant ancient god living under the surface of the moon. So could I, like, sync up with her and let her access my video logs of some select portions of that encounter? You know what? You certainly can. And if you offer, uh, she will take you up on that. But I will... Wait, do you have Windows Movie Editor to trim out some parts <laughs> said select parts of what we did (laughs) that's not my issue the issue is syncing the ai in your head up with anyone right now is a bad idea that's true i forgot tdos was in there she's still kind of chattering at you and as you're having this idea she's like oh yes please do okay maybe we should not do that can we just export a video file yeah onto our watch yeah! Does someone have a thumb drive to stick into my ear or something? Uh, can you not just, like, R2-D2 this and just, like... Sure. <laughs> you probably could. Either way you do it. How about this? Let's just let's just do this. If you want to play that video, tell me how you want to play it, and then unleash your powers. That sounds good. I think I'm just going to attempt to project this somehow. We'll see if that works. No, that's that's only going to be a six. Okay. So we do have one team in the pool, William or Darren. Is there a way you can assist in this? Jackie, can you describe what you're uh, what you're doing right now so I know how I can help out with this? I'd say the best that this looks like is it's just the the cybernetics in my cyber eye are just sort of like flashing. And let's let's say I'm projecting like the Windows blue screen of death right now. That that's what I'm projecting. 
Can you like smack her? Uh, yeah, I'm literally just going to walk up behind uh, Jackie and just like smack her on the back like I'm burping her. Okay, so that is your one team until we add some more. And you are now at a seven to nine. So would you like to mark a condition or should I tell you how this is unstable or temporary? I think this can be unstable or temporary. <laughs> so tell me what section you're trying to play. Like what what are you trying to, to put up here? Uh, very brief images, just the ones I saw. I can't remember how much... We, we saw tentacles, right? Like, how much of the, the god monster did we actually see? So, you didn't see much of it. You mostly got images of, like, one was, like, coils, one was wings, and one was a face with uh, one big central eye. So that's really what you saw of that. I'll project all the visions that I got, and then probably maybe an image of crushing depths, like trying to get into the pit. The way that this is going to be unstable or temporary is that I think you are relating slightly more information than you had intended to. So like in the backgrounds of these, we can see like, you know, the, the Candyland facility that has been slightly wrecked. You maybe show a little more, a little more than you were. Perhaps the guilt that I'm feeling right now is making me manifest images of Axiom. Yes, I like like your fight with Axiom. Yeah, I like that. That's good. Cole kind of looks at this and then looks back at the three of you. Well, those are troubling images. What were you doing on the moon? Pirates. We were kidnapped by pirates. She takes a moment to kind of access her databanks. I don't believe there are any pirates active in this area at this point in time. I wish that you did not feel the need to hide your intentions from me, but I understand that pressing you on this matter would likely be, and she kind of thinks back to the, the images of you fighting with Axiom, unproductive. And I want to kind of move forward a little bit, because eventually I'm assuming you're going to leave Tony or Dakota's house, and I don't think Cole is going to get a whole lot more out of you, and there's probably not much more that you want to get out of her if i'm right right i more wanted her insight into if she was aware of this creature and if she has any advice on where to begin to find some of these items in order to appease it yeah at the moment not so much she did not know this this thing existed and she's a little bit upset that it does <laughs> so that's kind of where cole's at at the moment can i request or enlist her in assisting us Maybe not so much as a um, joining our team so much, but as more of a like a sensei figure to our crickets. Basically, you're just going to ask her for kind of ongoing advice sort of thing. Yeah, see if she can provide any insight or additional research that we might not have access to. I think she'll agree to help you out with that just because, you know, whatever's going on up there is troubling. And we are a pathetic looking bunch right now. <laughs> it is the middle of the night, though. So she is going to have to do a bit of research because right now she is as in the dark as you are. So let's move forward just a little bit. I want to start with William. So you know where you sent the three people that you sent from the moon to Earth. And it has been a couple of hours since then. We don't necessarily need to get through, you know, like a minute to minute sort of thing. But in the immediate aftermath of this, what is your plan? I guess I'm going to head over to the abandoned Chuck E. Cheese, I believe it was, that I sent them to. I'm also going to assume that I worked out this location beforehand and told Eric where I was going to try and send all of us, what would have been the original plan. And so I'm going to head over there and hopefully meet up with all of them. Debbie 
and Nightshade are still there. Eric is there. Dr. Cassiano is not, which to be fair, he was kind of an add-on anyway, but they do. Yeah, I don't know, really know how to feel about that. Yeah, they, they do tell you that he basically ran off the minute that you were back here. He has no loyalty to any of you people and was just happy to be out of moon prison. I think Eric definitely gives you a hug when he sees you because what with what was going on on the moon at the time, none of them were really sure whether or not you had survived. I stand there awkwardly and take it. I'm not really sure. (laughs) Not really sure how to feel. Over the next day or two, are you trying to organize anything with this group or are you just kind of having them lay low until such a time? I'm more than willing to give it a few days. As far as I know, the uh, my father still isn't progressing anything overly rapidly, and I need some time to recover because that went poorly. So I think that giving it a a couple days uh, and letting Eric and Nightshade have some time to themselves is perfectly fine with me. Is there any update on what happened to Crushing Depths? Not yet. Debbie uh, does offer to let Nightshade stay at her secret sanctum which you have heard of, but never been to quite yet. But she does at this point trust you enough to tell you where it is. So there's an art gallery called the Walter Gibson Collection, not too far off downtown. It's kind of an upscale place. It's been around since the 40s, and it exhibits rare art. But it's it's kind of behind that. There's a secret door in an alleyway. So should you need to find him, you now know where to do that. And also you know where Debbie's secret sanctum is. Darren, you... We're in school, so you have missed at this point really only like a day of school. But you have missed a day of school. You're also missing an arm. Where are you going from uh, from Tony Rex's house? I am going to call Officer Darren and tell him that I was invited to a sleepover and not mention the fact that I missed school. And then uh, when I do go home, <laughs> I'm going to stuff my sleeve with socks. So it looks like I still have an arm. Yeah, the old fake sock arm trick. It's a good plan. The <laughs> good old sock arm trick. I, I, I don't think I'm going to make you roll for this. I'm just going to ask, does it work? Does he really not notice? Probably that? not. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't buy it. It's not very convincing. It's just a sad, lumpy arm. It just kind of hangs there. It doesn't like move or anything. <laughs> I have to pick it up to wave it things. So he definitely notices and is immediately concerned and kind of asks, are are you okay? Is everything all right? Were you in an accident? Um, it was dodgeball day in, in gym class. Um, and one kid had a really wicked throw, really wicked throw. And when I tried to block it, it chopped off my arm. I mean, 16 year olds have intense strength with those soft, squishy balls. Hormones. Hormones are insane. So, yeah. This one I am going to have you roll for. I'm going to need you to provoke someone. Because there is, this is a superhero town. There is an off chance that maybe this was a super kid. And that maybe they just accidentally took your arm off with a dodgeball. But it's an unlikely story. Okay. It's a three. So, what Officer Darren does is kind of looks at you and then looks very, very concerned. That's not acceptable. I'm going to call the school tomorrow morning and I'm going to look into this. No, please don't. Please don't do that. No, no, no. Please, this is, please if, don't do that. If, if, no, 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 no. There's please kids don't out do that. there throwing dodgeballs no. and taking arms please, off, no. then that's, I'm that's lying. something that we need to know. <laughs> I'm lying. 
And I think he looks a little bit hurt at that. He just kind of looks at you. And and I think he's just waiting at this point. I I got my arm stuck and I couldn't get it unstuck. So I had to rip it off and it hurt a lot. I don't know why you couldn't just tell me that, though. I'm embarrassed. I mean, I understand, but like to say that another kid took your arm off. I don't want you to think that I'm not capable of controlling my powers. I I don't think that. I'm just, I'm honestly a little disappointed. And I think he is shifting your labels. (laughs) Great. Disappointment. Right? Disappointment! Disappointment. I think he is shifting your superior down because he's disappointed that you didn't tell him the truth. And I think he's shifting your danger up because you tried to implicate another kid in this. Are you accepting that? Because you can't actually accept that. I can't actually accept what? You can't accept that. Oh, I can't accept danger. Oh, well, you can either mark a condition or you can roll to reject his influence. No, I'm going to accept that. Okay, just mark the condition. I'm going to mark insecure. I think at this point, he has moved through concern and into being a little upset. And he just kind of shakes his head. You know what? It's it's too late. We'll talk about this in the morning. I'm just glad you're home. And he heads back upstairs. Darren has a broken arm and a broken heart and a broken spirit. So, Jackie. Yep. Where are you heading after Tony Rex? Because you've got a little bit going on at this point. Yeah, I've been thinking about that. And I can't think of anywhere else to go except back to Kobe. <laughs> That's fair. On your way back to Kopi, TDOS is riding along shotgun and talking about, you know, the changes in the city in the last 12 years since she's been here. Like, oh, that building is new. They finally repaired that overpass. Look at that graffiti mural. That's amazing. Did you do that? I'm not really responding to her at this point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she's definitely trying to engage you in conversation because right now you're sort of her only point of reference for anything. She does ask, kind of as you're getting close to Kopi, and she realizes where you're going, if you would be willing to offload her into literally any random server, just so that she doesn't have to go through Kopi's security scanners, because they would probably find her. I really don't want TDOS to be caught again, so I think I will do that. Okay, so... I guess the question is, are you looking for any particular system to dump her into or just straight onto the internet? I feel like straight onto the internet's a bad idea. I I mean, everywhere's going to have an internet connection, so it's not really going to matter, is it? Do you have a flash drive? Or an old copy of Tomb Raider. TDOS Doom? Put her in Animal Crossing. I mean, is there an arcade nearby? (laughs) Yeah, sure, why not? Sure, I'll I'll throw her into like an arcade machine or something. (laughs) Okay. All right. Uh, I'm going to give you I'm going to give you uh, some options here because she's okay with this, at least in the short term. She's going to ask you to promise to come back for her so that she's not just stuck in an arcade machine forever. Oh, yeah, definitely. What kind of game are you putting her in? You know, I would I would give her her choice. Probably something newer, something that wasn't around 12 years ago. She's all about like high energy, high action, really, really fast. She wants Marvel versus Capcom. Definitely. Which I guess I'll have to figure out a name for that because we don't own either of those properties. Uh, but she wants that style of game. So you put her into like a a, a fast, high-speed, combo-based fighting game, and she is just happy as a clam to be there. You get back to Kopi pretty late at night, and assuming you're not actively seeking anyone out, I don't think you're going to have any trouble, you know, getting in. So the next morning, you do get a call from Olivia LaRange. Yeah, I saw that one coming. Well, maybe, maybe not. So she has kind of sent you a message to meet her in her office. 
And are you going to go meet her in her office? I think I think I will. I think I'm not trying to cause more trouble right now. You head down towards Olivia's office. Nobody is acting any differently towards you on your way there. There's no like heavily armed guards or, you know, detail. No one's even shadowing you as far as you can tell. You get to Olivia's office and she is standing outside with a uh, a little, you know, mug of coffee. Oh, hey, how's it going? And she takes a sip of her coffee. I'm, I'm just going to shrug. Meh. Oh, well, let me see if I can fix that for you. Remember uh, about a week ago when you said that you wanted to talk to Axiom? <laughs> yes. Well, took me a minute to get in contact with him, but I did manage and he's in the office right now. Is he now? Yeah, I would love to introduce you. Heck of a sweet guy. And she opens the door and she heads on in and kind of motions you after. Run! I, I need a reminder here. Did our disguises hold? Yours did, but mine didn't. <laughs> ah, perfect, perfect. Oh no, Excellent. run. Okay, I'm gonna have to roll my dice on this one. <laughs> that one's telling me to go with my heart, which is definitely telling me to get the heck out of there. <laughs> <laughs> bravely run away. <laughs> bravely run away. Are you gonna bravely run away? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna look at Lorange and say, be right back, have to poop. All right. <laughs> Let me... Jeez, how do I want to do this? So... Are you, are you just, all right, so you're trying to get her to let you leave yes. without questioning you. So this is definitely provoking someone. So go ahead and roll yeah, that. Yeah, I think so. That's an eight because I'm guilty still. So uh, on a seven to nine, they can instead choose one. Yeah, I think she's just going to err and you gain a critical opportunity. So I think she's going to be like, oh, oh, no, I understand. I understand. Sometimes, uh, some, you know what? No, there's no need for me to tell that story. It's fine. Um, and she points down the hallway. <laughs> you take your time. Me and Glenn will be in there for, you know, as long as it takes. He's retired, so don't worry about it. Glenn. She looks at you and she says, oh, yeah, yeah. Glenn and I go way back. He actually introduced me to uh, to my recruiter for Kobe. I'm going to say, you know what? I'm feeling a lot better. Let's go beat him. <laughs> <laughs> she kind of looks at you like, are you, are you, are you sure? Because... <laughs> Uh, are you sure? Because because I we can wait a couple minutes. It's not a no no big deal. Sure. Let, let's let's just keep up the illusion. I'll, I'll go down to the bathroom for like two minutes and come back. Uh, when when you do head back into Olivia's office, she is having a cup of coffee with an older man in his 70s. He's wearing a little vest and a button down shirt and a Star of David. And um, he kind of looks over at you and waves. Oh, hi, uh, I'm Garfield Glenn, uh, otherwise known as Axiom. Yeah, I don't don't. I know uh, it used to be a big deal, but Olivia said that you wanted to talk to me. Uh, yeah, sure. Can we can we talk alone? And he kind of looks over at Olivia. Well, uh, I, I guess if we really need to, I don't. And Olivia kind of like waves. At him. Oh, don't worry about it. I understand take a walk i'll still be here we can catch up later and he kind of nods and stands up and he uh pulls a cane from the side of the desk and kind of you know walks out with you sorry i I don't get around quite as quickly as i used to what can i help you with and i think he's just going to take a stroll like along the kopi corridors with you hey so when did you stop wearing being axiom wearing the suit oh well it was probably 2000, 2001, 2002. I was just getting a little bit too old for it. I, I do still have my old backups uh, for the occasional. <laughs> well, I'm semi-retired, I guess. Officially, uh, officially around 2002. Oh, what do you know about the newer, uh, the new guy? And he kind of looks over at you. 
I think I think I would like you to pierce his mask. Yeah, that's fair. Is that mundane? It is mundane. Seven. So you get one question. What would you like to know? How can I get your character to tell me what I want to know? You get the idea that he definitely knows kind of what's up with the current axiom, but he's probably not going to tell you unless you show him that you at least already know the basics of that situation. He's he's not about to like, you know, like out his friend, right? Okay, so I'm going to pick up on this and I'm going to say, uh, I, I had a run in with the new axiom and I met the person in the suit. I'm going to give him like three really exaggerated winks when I say that. And he kind of stops uh, in the middle of the hallway and uh, looks over at you. Well, we haven't talked in a few years now. We had a, it was a, an awkward parting, I guess you would, you would call it. I didn't, I didn't know the suit was aware or sentient while I was wearing it for the most part. And, and when I found out, I, I let, I let him go very, very quickly, but there, there was, I'm slightly ashamed to say a brief period where I was considering whether or not I should. And, uh, I don't think he's ever really gotten past that. So we, we have kind of a rocky relationship. Okay. Uh, is this, could you just like, tell me the things you know about the suit? <laughs> Cause I, I have reason. I, maybe I shouldn't tell him. I have reason to be worried. And it kind of looks over at you. I mean, that's not really my, my story to tell. You should probably ask him if you're wanting to know, like what, what exactly are you wanting to know? Do you know anything about crushing depths? <sighs> well, editor's note here. Jeremy has forgotten exactly when Crushing Depths was, taking, was taken in, so bear with me. I'm pretty sure this is true. So he looks over at you. Yeah, that was, that was one of my last outings in the suit. Why? Does, is there any history between like the suit and Crushing Depths for asking for a friend? I mean, I was wearing the suit when I took Depths in. Okay, I, I really don't know if I want to tell him everything that happened. <laughs> Well, can you ask if he knew or suspected then that the suit was sentient? And maybe it was that mission that ended their relationship? Yeah, sure. I'll ask if, like, where in relation to when Crushing Depths was captured, did the suit, did he realize it was sentient? He did tell you that was his last, uh, his last kind of hurrah in the suit. So I imagine they're close. It was actually, he actually realized before that. Like I said, that was, that was the one... That he took in in the suit while he realized that it was alive in its own right. Okay, so that's that's impactful for different reasons than I was thinking. Yes. So let's break there for a sec, and I want to kind of smooth over a couple of days here. We get a couple of scenes of of each of you when you go home, uh, William. Your dad is actually pretty excited because he's pretty sure that he has pinned down the location of that last void chime. And he's intending to move on it. Yay. Tomorrow. What? Okay, cool. Oh, dear. Cool, 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 cool. And he would like your assistance in this matter. Well, I said I would, so I guess I am. I also want to get Darren kind of at school the next day. You look a little different. You are still, I'm assuming, missing an arm. Or has it started to regrow yet by any chance? No. So there's definitely a lot of interest. But you also pass a flyer for the uh, spring formal, which is 
happening in just a few weeks. And oh hell yeah, Jackie! After your talk with uh, with Garfield Glenn, the uh, the second axiom, what are you kind of up to? What is that last shot that we get with you? This is a shot I've actually thought about exactly what this last little montage is of. And I imagine it's a couple little panels of Jackie just doing everyday things, but always the moon is right over her shoulder, like looking at her. And in the last one, it blinks. That's good. That's a good shot. And I actually want to move from that shot of the moon kind of like blinking into an alleyway where we see Piro pop back in from wherever Piro has been, wearing a pretty sick bicycle helmet, as I recall. And you pop back into this alleyway, Piro. Wait, 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 what does the helmet look like? That's true, it's been a couple of weeks at this point. So, uh, Lenny, would you like to remind us what this helmet looks like? Okay, um, because I'm a goblin and all of my notes are in goblin form, I did not actually take good notes and I did not write down what the bicycle helmet looked like. It is purple and it has flames on it. Sick. What color are the flames? I think they were just flame colored, but I don't recall. Yeah, just flame colored is fine. So you pop back in wearing this pretty sick bicycle helmet, and we can see in the alleyway behind you the looming, hulking form of a werewolf in a peacoat. And on that image, we will see you next issue. Masks A New Generation is written for Magpie Games by Brendan Conway. It is made of lies, regrets, and poop jokes. Tell your friends you want a copy for your birthday. Then tell them today is your birthday. Happy birthday, you. Jackie Bear is played by Christina. Piro is played by Lenny. William and Furnace is played by Jordan. Darren is played by Nan. Find her on Instagram at Nanjitsu. Apex City is GM'd by Jeremy, who also writes the music and edits this podcast. Our album art was provided by Fitzsimmons. Find them on Instagram, at Fitzonomy. Find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, or in a secret sanctum behind an art gallery. Follow us on Twitter, at ApexCityCast. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next issue.